What's up, everyone? It's your girl here, Renee Dawn. You'll find a home here if you're comfortable with the uncomfortable. And if you're up to listening to discussions about my life, my body, relationships, cults, drugs, astrology, religion, sex, and a million other things. I'm brutally honest. I share things others aren't willing to share. And I look at life differently because I don't believe in rules. I've always made my own. I'm finally ready to talk about me and my life. So buckle up because I can guarantee you it's going to get a little wild here. Welcome to my podcast, Unedited with Renee Dawn. Um, For those of you who do not know me, that is my name. Um, This podcast is unedited for those of you who are new here. And I am extra excited today because I have a guest. And I've mentioned a few times that I was going to have a guest, but she is here today. And um, I am so curious and excited. And I know we're going to laugh a lot about what we're going to record today. Um, And you don't, I mean, we really don't know where it's going to go, but we shall see. So the guest I have on today is Alex. And she is one of my dearest friends in my life who I absolutely adore. And we've gotten to know each other quite well over the last, um, well, we've known each other for over 15 years. I guess we met each other in um, 2008 or 2009. It was actually an Instagram connection. That's right. So we When met- Instagram just launched. Yeah. So I think. You know, when you only have like 300 followers or like 150 followers, yeah. it's like you really get to know who is on there. And I met her, I think, while I was in India. Yes. And then I came back to Vancouver and we went out for coffee. Yes. Where... There was Christmas music playing in July, and (laughs) Renee didn't like that. It was Mariah Carey, and she actually got up and told the manager that you're not allowed to play Mariah Carey in July, not Christmas music, at least. And then music was changed. (laughs) I guess the customer is always right. Um, But let's be clear. I was right. (laughs) (laughs) And then later on that day, we went to this restaurant called um, Gorillas. Oh my God, you're right. And we, and this was before, because if you guys know Renee, she has many stages in her life. She used to be a hardcore vegan, like super, super hardcore vegan. But this was like the OG days before she even was vegan or a vegetarian. Yep. And Gorillas was this great place that had um, vegan food, and most of it was cold. And raw. And raw. Yeah. And you, I think you had a sandwich, and you were like, this tastes like grass. Yes. And you were like, who in their right mind? Like, you were like, I don't want to be a vegan. And then you, and then you became one. I did. Not raw, though. Not raw. Raw is is, is a tra- whole new level. But I mean, 
you traveled with a blender. I literally traveled with a Vitamix. You are right. Right? Like, yeah. That's like next level. It is. Like you're paying. Yes. To bring a Vitamix to Hawaii. Yes. Because you know you can get great fruit there. Yes. And there's nowhere that is going to be able to make. Uh, no. And like, I don't really know Hawaii that well, but when I was in Maui, I found it that you couldn't find that much vegan food over there. No. Like there was just one place that had, um, I can't say it right, Ikea bowls. Okay. Bowls. Oh, acai bowls. Yeah, acai yeah, yeah. Bowls. Everywhere has acai bowls. Yeah. But like there wasn't just like places where like you could make like salads or like fruit salads. Like No. And- you have to go to the grocery store. Everything is a million dollars. Like it's insane. There's one restaurant that was vegan, which was Peace Cafe, but it's far away. Mm. So. Yeah. Um, so that's the introduction. oh there's an intro i didn't even know there was an intro that was your intro (laughs) oh (laughs) um this is alex and we are i mean you're gonna talk about yourself obviously like so the podcast is called what exactly the podcast is is a podcast with renee dawn unedited because i want to say Hi, and welcome to the Renee Dawn podcast. <laughs> you know how guests get to do that? Yeah. Oh, I love that. That show. is so fun because I never have had anyone on. So, okay, I'm here for that. Yeah. That's they do, cute. They do the intro. Oh, that's so cute. I'm actually like, my anxiety is going away a little. Okay, good. Because I was really anxious. Well, you know, what we're sharing is going to go out into the world. People are going to listen. Yeah. And they're going to love you. So they're going to want you back. (laughs) And then we're going to have like a series to this particular episode. And then we'll end up calling it something. And then we can have somebody do the intro when we have. There we go. Them as a guest. Well, this is, it's it's going to evolve. So this is my third podcast. Okay. But the other podcasts have always been kind of, they tell you what we're going to talk about. Yes. Where I'm not telling you. And it's completely edited too. Yes. So everyone knows, and but if you don't, all of my episodes are unedited because this is the real version of us. There's, there's, you know, life happens. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to say things that like, oh my God, did we say that? And it's going to go, yes, it is. You're going to hear it. But that's real life. And I think at this point in life, I don't have time for edits like let's just get to the nitty-gritty we don't need to cut any of the shit because I think that we need to talk about things more that are real that so that we can actually all connect on a deeper level and so I think when you're authentic and when you're vulnerable with people it's just that's what we need more of yeah but it's a scary concept for you because if you don't like what you said and Mm. we're living in the moment we all we like you know when you're like doing a podcast and you're by yourself and you're thinking stuff like I don't know when I post something yeah I do kind of kind of edit I mean oh yeah like you know like you start filming yourself and then like you cough or like some things in your eye or like 
you spill the oil or you spill the, I'm always spilling stuff. Yeah. Like that's what I do. I'm a spiller. And that's why I'm afraid at Renee's house because I feel like every time I'm here, I'm spilling something (laughs) and she's like, OCD clean. And like, I'm not even going to tell you what I've spilt in this visit (laughs) to Renee's because we won't share. We won't share. But like, well, I, I feel like, yes, people, we edit ourselves down. We shrink ourselves down in our lives. So like here, there's nowhere to hide. It's just like being naked. So that's why I like being naked. It's not like I like, no, I do love being naked, but like, it's still a challenge for me because like you have to show up and you have nowhere to hide. It's just like this podcast. I have nowhere to hide. It's unedited. So that's the thing. Like if I'm doing that in one area of of my life, I have to be consistent through all of the areas. Otherwise I'm not being, I'm not living my authentic truth into what I actually talk about because there's some areas where I'm not living that. So, you know, I try to show up the same way in all areas of my life and it's a challenge, but this is a way for me to challenge myself and it therefore helps me in other situations in my life too. Yeah. It's a long winded way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's, that's what today's going to be. Yeah. Unedited. And, and when it's unedited, you also, don't know what the exact what the finish is exactly the finish exactly is be. like it can be like chaos but like it's beautiful chaos exactly in, in the end exactly right like my my last episode I cried I didn't know that I was gonna cry but I cried and I'm like okay it's hard for me to cry on my episodes but this is me so I'm gonna cry yeah and I think like we all cry so why can't we cry with each other i think that part that yeah i think i think that you should never cry alone but i mean crying on a podcast you're also putting it in people's faces yeah right yeah which is scary which is which is scary yeah right it's not like I mean, I don't want to cry alone and I feel that like I've cried enough alone. Yeah. But I don't want to cry in a public space. No. You, you know what no. I mean? Like you want to be in a safe space. I want to be in a safe yeah, space yeah, yeah. when I cry. Absolutely. And um I want somebody to, there to comfort me. Hundred percent. And um I kind of find it weird not weird. So this is really hard for me because I don't like to share that version of myself with people. I, yeah, I understand that because I normally don't either. Right. It's hard for me to cry in front of other people. It's hard for me to cry on the episode, but it's like, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm embracing my emotions because for so many years I actually didn't cry. And I think it it also has to do with your perception of why you are telling people the story. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like you are explaining your life and being authentic to try to help people. Exactly. Right? So, but I don't have that. Exactly. So like 
if I cried on Instagram, I feel like I would just be wanting people's like s- sympathies, sort of sympathy. Yes. So I would never, I would never do that. You know what I 100%, mean? Hundred percent, and that's the struggle. Yeah, and it actually, like, I feel like we've all been there where you've seen somebody post something exactly, and you're like, they're just wanting sympathy, like, or they, or attention, or attention, yeah. because yeah, they cry every third day, exactly, sort of a thing. Yes, and. It's kind of sad because they're the people who need the attention I probably know. the most and they're trying to get the attention yeah. or the approval yes. from others. And if they don't get it, that could really hurt them. 100%. So it's the intention behind because like, exactly, that is not my intention. It's like, ooh, I really don't want to do this. But I feel like with what I'm sharing, this is what's coming up right now. And it's real. So I'm going to release it out into the world. Yeah. 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 And I'm okay with it. Yeah. It's almost like a a language that you can talk. Yeah. Because like people don't have, don't, don't have that language. Totally. Totally. And it doesn't, it doesn't come out every time. No. And you also have to have the right usage of words to be able to explain yourself to other people so they can understand what you're you're saying or what you're trying to get people to see or how you're trying to get people uh, or how you're helping people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think like for any good podcast, even the unedited version, there's like an equation that you're putting out there to help people. 100%. Right? Yeah. Like. And for me, it's about talking about my life vulnerably. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like to talk about vulnerability out loud because I feel that there's shame and guilt in my vulnerability. I, who is, is awful to say, because your vulnerability should be a really beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, but I feel most vulnerable when I'm anxious or not enough yes. or I think people are criticizing me or, yep. right? And I become like, it's almost like vulnerability comes with anxiety for me. Yes. Because you've been shamed for it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is what I wanted to talk about today. So so we've just, I mean, well, it's about you talking about your experiences. You know, like we both have had, we both struggled with mental health um, things in our past. You know, for me on my last episode, I shared like where I've been at. And it's like, even to admit to myself that like, hmm, this is happening right now. Never expected this to be me where you've already you've always shared vulnerably with me about your experiences and I have so much empathy and compassion for it because I know how much of a struggle and how difficult it is. So, you know, it's like like we said yesterday on our walk, I think there's a lot more people that struggle than we talk about because like you were saying like how many like there's a lot of people who are on medication and like we all just think like, "Oh, we're all doing fine." Like I don't think we are all doing fine. And like, yeah, some days we're doing fine, but like life isn't that simple. 
No, and I right? think I think I think there is a lot of people who are on medication, but they're ashamed to say they're on medication just because we all have people in our lives that say like you don't need medication, like you can do this on your own. Like it's almost yes. like it's almost like shameful to say I'm on an antidepressive or shameful to say exactly like I'm on like a stimulant, like maybe not stimulant because I feel like stimulants are almost like trending. Right. Because there's a lot of people who like the feeling of being on a stimulant and since it's a likable thing and a lot of people are claiming to have attention deficit disorder i mean there's a lot of people who self like self say they have it self diagnose self diagnose yeah. that they that they have it yeah um and then i think maybe they don't actually have it right but get on the medication and like the feeling of being uppity and having more serotonin. Right. So I feel like there's not so much shame and guilt in stimulants, but there's a lot of shame and guilt in antidepressives or anti-anxiety medication yeah. or, or even like admitting it to people. 100%. You know, like you can't really like at, at a job, like, across like Canada, I feel that you can't text your boss in the morning and being like, sorry, today I have super bad anxiety. Like I can't make it to work today, but you can text your boss saying I've been throwing up all night. Mm. Right. And so like there is shame in saying you have anxiety, but there's no shame in saying that you're sick. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. Yeah. There's a total, there's so much stigma about it. There's a shame in having a mental disease. Absolutely. Because it's it's invisible and people think you're making it up. I think the people who know you the most don't think you're, don't think you're making it up. But I just feel that like, you can't, you can't tell work. No, but that's what I mean. Like, like, I would never think you're making it up. I don't think that I'm making it up either, but it has been hard for me to admit to myself some of the things that I've been struggling with because it's way longer than I thought. And then I'm like, maybe this is actually something. Maybe this is not just like, you know, a few weeks, you know, but like, I believe it. But yes, I think in the, in the general um, population, people think that we're making it up. Sometimes, but I don't think that people would think you're making it up. I just think it's just not accepted. I'm True. Like, you know, yeah, maybe that's not the right way to say it. I feel that if you called your work and you said, like, I'm really depressed today. I can't come into work. Like, it, it, it would be like that person who is on the other end of the line would almost be like, well, cheer up everybody has depression come into work exactly and they don't like i don't i'm not having a good day either just get here 
Yeah. It's like, like they don't understand that like you physically can't. Yeah. So that's why people hide it because you can't express it. 100%. Right. And then what happens when we hide it? We, we, we get diseases. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When you're just like putting your emotions down and down and down and down and down. Yeah. And so that's why I had to get real with myself because I'm like. But I think now. Yeah. So Renee will be 40 very soon. Yeah. And I'm 43. And I think this is a generational thing too of our age. Yes. Because I think that a lot of 16-year-olds and 14-year-olds right now have great parents because it's us, our generation, who is feeling this anxiety, who is feeling this depression, and we don't want our kids to be ashamed of it, to be ashamed of it. So like my friends who have kids who are like 15 and 16, I find that the kids are more open. Like, I mean, they're completely more open now to like, you know, transgender and all of that sort of stuff, but they're also completely open to anxiety and depression. Like it's more of a, a common thing that they talk about. More conversation about it. It's more conversation. There's more education about it. And there was no education about it when we grew up. 100%. Like, I don't even know the word anxiety existed. I don't think it did. Till I got older. But I mean, I've had anxiety my whole life. Right. I just didn't know that that was the feeling. I absolutely did too. And I didn't know that it was anxiety either. Right. And, and like, like, oh. But like now you can say to your kids, like, where in the, where in the body are you feeling it? Yes. Like, you know, if your little girl's like a, like it's in my solar plexus and it's like not feeling well, you're like, okay, you have anxiety. Yeah. Like what's going on? Yeah. And so I feel like as the years like progress, it's going to be accepted. Yes. In the workplace, but it's going to be the generation of these 16 year olds who aren't scared to to say it. And I mean, in film, I've worked with people who, um, have no problem saying I can't come into work today. I'm having a mental health day. Yeah. And they're just very, um, I don't, uh, not, I guess transparent, transparent and and direct about it where like they don't like, what is that generation called? Generation Y? Y or X. Yeah. Like they don't like, they accept it so much that they don't even see how other people wouldn't accept it's, it. It's like a normal, it's, it's, it's a like, norm for them. It's, it's just like, it's never not been part of the equation. So they would never, it's like a number that has always existed for them. It's not like something new has been added and they're like, Oh, what's this? It's just part of their actual, almost like not DNA, but like it's part of them. It's been part of their, you know, yeah, it's we, the way they they grew up. Yeah, like you know, it's part of their existence from the start. Totally. So there's no there's no like weirdness around it. Like we've created, we've created a weirdness about it. Like I'm anxious about telling people that I'm anxious. Yeah. 
because people get weird about it when you tell them. Yeah, except for um, this guy that I'm texting who met him online, don't, don't really know him. And you know, when you don't really know somebody, you can be like, I'm anxious. Right. He's actually being like, what are you anxious about? Right. Like, what's causing it? Yeah. Who I find that like not a lot of people ask those sort of questions. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like exactly. Like last night I was like, where do you think it's coming from? Oh, last night I was very anxious. Yeah. Like it was like. But we got to the bottom of it. We got to the bottom of it. Yeah. And I feel that. um I don't know when there is alcohol the next day I'm anxious, even if it's just a glass of wine. Totally. But like, like, but also too, and this is a very, like, I have a very addictive personality. Like I'm just going to say that right from the beginning. Totally. You know what I mean? When I'm dealing with anxiety at night, I know that having a glass of wine will take the edge off and my anxiety will actually leave. Like it's almost a way of self-medicating. Self-soothing, yeah. Self-soothing because it's only one glass. So it's not like you're getting drunk or anything. Totally. But like it takes like the edge off. Like that's why people come home from work and have a glass of wine. Totally. To take off their edge from the day. doesn't mean they're alcoholics. It just means they're like one glass. Totally. Of wine. But for me, I know that that one glass of wine is like a two-sided sword. Yeah. Because it will give me anxiety the next day. I know because like we said last night we were we were saying like we're fully aware if we're anxious, we have a glass of wine. It's not taking the anxiety away. It's just suppressing it for a few hours and then yeah, we're going to feel it again after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who I should be right now that I am in such a anxious state these couple of days. I should be taking um Reishi. Reishi mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the time. Yeah. Like I should be taking like two in the morning and two in the afternoon and like ashwang. What is it? Ashwagandha. You have any here? I do. Oh, can I have some? So we'll have some. Yes. Yeah. Do you have it in tea? I have it in powder. You have it in powder. Yeah. Oh. So we can make tea. Or do you have um, uh, oat milk? No. Oh. Or almond milk? Nope. You don't have any milk in this house? I have cream. Oh, you put cream in your... You don't drink coffee. What do you put cream in? Your tea? Yeah. Oh, so you're a creamer. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This conversation just took a turn. Well, the thing is... Okay, so I have a thing about, like, how people take their coffee or take their tea. says a lot about their personality. Like... I feel like I can meet somebody and be like, you're a black coffee person or you're more of a latte person. And I think your phones also match that too. Like if you're a green or a blue phone. Green or a blue phone? What do you mean? So blue messages is iPhone. Oh, I mean, obviously I'm a blue. Yeah, me too. Anytime I meet someone who's a green, I'm I'm like, oh, oh, here we go. And I'm really snobby about it. So am I. Especially now that I'm dating. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I'm like, "Mm, I don't know what you know. Uh, Yeah. If you're a green messenger, sorry. Like, first of all, you guys don't text. You don't know how to text. Well, you can't group text. 
you can't group text. It goes off in another direction with somebody like you're like I was planning on staying in this group text and now we're talking but then alone. There's a, a lot of people against the iPhone. Which I get. Like, I we're just met those people. Yeah, I have too. But like, like, why do you have an iPhone? Where like this is the best camera. We're two. We're 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 two worlds that are very far apart. Let's just be real. Totally. And I'm never gonna go green. No, it's like polyester. Yeah, I just don't it's, do it. Me neither. It's plastic. Yeah. So. Except if you need to wear polyester because you have a skin condition and that's the only thing that you can wear. I get it because I've met those people. Okay, but back to tea. I'm a black tea with organic cream and honey. Black tea every morning. I don't drink coffee. I drink one cup of tea a day. Mm -hmm. That's me. Yeah, you would have a very authentic drink. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah. Right, like you wouldn't just be the nor like the normal like, no skinny latte. No, like you're not the skinny latte type of girl. No, but as you see here, like, can you see where I'm going with this? Like, you can I see do. what people yeah, actually are yeah, yeah. from what they drink. Okay, like, I find a lot of businessmen drink their coffee without milk or sugar, black, black, and then you find one businessman that you know is a teddy bear inside you know they are and you ask them how they like their coffee and they're like oh with two creams and sugar a double double please a double double yeah you like a little creamy and sweet Mm-hmm. yeah yeah but everybody likes a tim hortons double double come on i mean why isn't there a tim Hort- is there a tim hortons in kids no there should be because it's part of our canadian heritage I'm sure it's on Broadway somewhere close. Well, if you're hearing this, then you should, if you have a franchise of one, you should move it to West 4th Street. I don't think West 4th would like that very much. No, and I'm probably going to get, what do you call it, um, criticized for saying that. I well, like I mean, it is, it is, it's really funny that we're talking about Tim Hortons, but like it is a Canadian company, but it is still quite a large chain. It's turned into something that we really didn't think it would. So, I just, you know what it is about Timmy's? What? Is that it's the least worst. Yes. Of them all. Totally. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to go get a sandwich from a fast food joint, you know, the most healthiest version option is going to be from Tim Hortons. Yeah. And you're going to be like, it's a little bit wholesome. Why is Starbucks seem like if you go to Starbucks, it seems worse than going to Timmy. Oh yeah. It totally is worse. Right? Yes. So not a Starbucks fan here. I don't real. I feel like we all do our own part in the world we do and like i don't know why for me and i feel like i'm really ocd about some sort of some sort of things but for me getting coffee at different places like i'm not snobby about it like i'm not like this coffee is better or this yeah yeah i don't really care what coffee i drink like for instance yesterday before work i was parked outside of mcdonald's and it was closer well apparently their coffee is good and i got mcdonald's coffee you know what i mean like totally no i think because i don't drink coffee i'm not like partial to one place or the other i just prefer i love cute little local coffee shops yeah 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 you know 
Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would rather always. But sometimes there's not that option, so I get it. No, no. Okay, but let's come back to, um, I wanted to say a bit more about, or like chat a bit more about medication. Because yeah. I think there's a huge, like you kind of touched on in a little bit, but like. I just think there's a lot of shame and guilt in taking medication. Yeah. And like a lot of people just don't even want to tell people that they're on it. But the thing yes. is, is that the only person who has to know about your medication is you and your doctor. And true that not even your husband has the right to tell you if he thinks you should be on medication or not. Like, because they don't know what you're going through inside. 100%. Right? So, it, like, there should never, if you're taking one pill a day to taking 10 pills a day, there should be no shame and guilt in taking those pills. Absolutely. And I feel that a lot of people in Vancouver will say to you, like, you can do it a healthier way. Like, you don't have to be taking medication. Like, you just need to do exercise and yoga and this and that. Meditation. And and that and meditation. Yeah. But I feel that I take anxiety medication because my anxiety is so bad, I end up in the hospital. And I don't think a lot of people get that. Yeah. So if I could breathe it through it, if I could, like yoga it out yes if i could positively think it away yes i would have already done it Ab- this is a very good point it's a chemical imbalance in my brain yes that makes me more anxious than other people i don't know what it is um maybe not enough serotonin come out maybe i've had so many traumatic experiences in my life yeah that my chemistry in my brain has changed yeah so i feel that Medication is great for me, and I am still fully ashamed to say it. I'm ashamed to say that medication is the right journey for me. Right. Yeah. Which, I mean... And I mean, I don't, I'm not going to listen to this podcast. I know. I probably won't either. Because I don't even want to hear what I've just said. And I think that's what scares me of an authentic podcast. 100%. Right? Yeah. Because on any other podcast, you could be like, let's just take that part out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I think it's like, I think it's brave of you to say that. um, Because I think, um, like you said, a lot of people are like, oh, you should just be, you're not getting to the root cause. And if you're taking medication, then you're just trying to bypass something that you're trying to ignore. And I think what you said, like you've tried. I think there's different ways of become like, I can only talk about anxiety because I'm not a depressive person. So I don't like, I don't know about depression, but I know anxiety pretty much inside out. Exactly. And I feel that you can become an anxious person God given, you are born that way. Yes. Right? Or what is it? Nature versus nurture. nurture. Nature versus n- nurture. Yeah. You can also get anxiety because 
of different experiences that you have experienced in your life. Yes. And that trauma, I'm not going to say it's always trauma because, I mean, trauma is just a funny word. What is tra- what is trauma? Totally. Right? What like trauma is like different to different people, right? Like, true. you know, you can have two twins going into the ocean for a swim and at a coral reef and one can come out saying he saw the most beautiful fish and the other one come out saying he saw sharks. It's all a perception. 100%. Of what traumatizes you. Of what experiences influence us differently based on our... So you... Exactly. So I feel that you don't have to have like big traumas to... um To be traumatized. To be traumatized, yeah. right? Yeah, because, yeah. Because like we all get traumatized from different from different things. So I feel like you can be born with anxiety or you can get it through different experiences in your life, but the outcome is the same. You're not getting, I'm not getting the right chemicals in my brain. Yes. And at that point, you've explored all other options and now... Yeah. And I believe in all other options for other stuff. Yes. Like I truly do believe in the power of kundalini to manifest. Yes. I believe that, you know, like the serpent is rising and you're vibrating at a higher frequency, but I can be vibrating at a very high frequency and have anxiety. Yes. And they kind of go hand in hand. Well, they do because you have to learn how to harness that energy. Right, right. Yeah. And I also believe that um, you can eat foods that ground you. But I feel that you can be grounded and still have anxiety. Exactly. It's very complex. It's not a one pill fits everybody. And that's the thing too, where I think like someone can be like, oh, that person like, you know, shouldn't really be that upset by this or, you know, they should just be able to, you know, snap out of it or whatever. But it's like, like we said, every single human is so different. So there's not a one shoe fits every, you know, one, not a one size fits all. Like no, everybody's and, so unique. And if like, what, what doesn't give me the right to want to feel normal? Exactly. You know, if a medication is going to make me feel normal, then why can't I have that all the time? Like I deserve you do. to be able to feel to feel happy. And if I could just take anxiety out of my life, I think I would be a really happy person. 100%. Because and I think we're talking about anxiety right now because I felt anxious before the show, I felt anxious yesterday. Yeah. But on other days when I don't have anxiety, it's almost like I forget that I even can get it that bad. Right. You know, like I'm just like, I'm so good for like a long period of time. Yeah. But I feel like you get good because you're on the medication. Exactly. If you have chronic anxiety. Yeah. Or debilitating anxiety. Yeah. And we all like, and we all feel it in different ways. You know, some people's anxiety comes out in anger burst. Exactly. They're and completely irrational and like they're not themselves. 
No, they're not themselves. Because they really aren't. Yeah, because you're outside of your body. Yes. You're not even attuned to being one. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. So it's not a one, it's not a one size fits all. And I think to your point, you know, for somebody who's going through a situation that's like really pulling them down, like, you know, what I went through, I didn't expect to feel the way that I did after going through what I went through. And I think there is, um, like guidelines to, if you have a mental health, um, I don't want to say problem or issue or I know because then we're putting like a negative you're word on a it. Negative, yeah. yeah. Like I feel like we all have life that happens, and it can make us tired, happy, yeah. depressed, yeah, anxious. But I mean, there must be a guideline on like when you go ask for help. Like for me, I ask for help because it's constant. And I can't live this way. But I mean, how long do you have to be depressed for, for you to, for it to be like, okay, now I have depression. Exactly. Like, like is it like normal to be depressed for four months? Like, may, exactly. like maybe the like doctor's guideline is only like three weeks or something. Right. Exactly. Or is there a difference in being depressed because your mom died or being depressed because you just got depression. Like, is there a difference? Exactly. And what's the threshold? And what are people's threshold? Yeah. Yeah. And like, to your point, why should the threshold have to be so high if people are suffering? Oh, totally. Why do I have to suffer? Like, why do I have to suffer to ever? Exactly. Like, why do I have to suffer? So it's it's almost like we're shifting from a almost like a state of old school way of thinking. We're trying to change the this the, the internal dialogue so that the external dialogue kind of matches the internal dialogue, you know. But it's hard to chat about it because there's such a stigma. But I think even by us doing it today. We're kind of opening up, uh, you know, dialogue about what does this look like for you versus what it looks like for me. It can be completely different and they can both be right. You know, I don't think we always have to be like, you're wrong. I'm right. This is the right way. This is the wrong way. Like, how about you're right and I'm right? Because you know yourself best. I know myself best. For you, you need this pill, this pill, this pill. And this makes you feel good and keeps you like pretty stable. Who's to say that that's, there's something wrong with that? And if, if you're like actually doing really well and you figured out like a formula that is working for you to feel your, you know, your, your best self for the most part as often as possible. Yeah. And, and like you've and, learned and, how and to do that. But, it, but I say it so easily. Right. Like I say it's okay to take 10 medications and, it's between you and your doctor and you don't have to tell right. anybody. Right. But like there is a point in in your life where you do have to tell your your person, your 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 whoever you're with. Yes, your partner. Your your partner. Um 
And I feel that when you start dating, when do you tell them? Mm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, cause Fair. there is like, you're, you're like, there's so much stigma around it yeah. that like, you're almost afraid of being like, this is what I take. And then that person being like, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. Cause you've got problems. Cause you've got problems. You're damaged. Y- yeah. Like, yeah. It's almost like you feel damaged. Yeah. It's like, oh, you got you got baggage. I don't want to deal with that. Um, yeah, completely. So I feel like that's why people are afraid to tell people. 100%. And like you're afraid because they're going to think you're damaged. Yeah. And it's very scary to t- tell somebody that like, especially when you're dating and you're only showing your best side at the 100%. beginning of a relationship. Yeah, yeah. You're not like, you don't tell people on the second date, you know? Yeah. I take, I take a pill for anxiety. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? But there comes a point where like, you're going to have a sleepover and they're going to see that you take an anxiety pill before you go to sleep or you take one when you wake up in the morning and like, you don't want to hide it from them. No. I think you're totally right. I think opening up the conversation like we're doing and being okay with where it is right now because we're making it okay is the best we can do. Yeah. You know? And like having friends that like actually support. But I I think also, and we are talking as women. Yes. That it's very different for a man to come out and say. A hundred percent. He's anxious yeah. to his buddies. But I don't think that men, a lot of the time, I think women talk about their feelings and men don't. Yes. And men who have anxiety find it really hard. And I don't know if this is like a, a guy thing, but. I think they find it really hard to be um, taken care of. And as women, if our partner tells us he has anxiety, we want to be like, let me, like, can I hold you? Yeah. Can I, like, give you affection? Like, what can I do for you to take that, for that anxiety to leave? Or, like, go for a walk or, like, make you some tea or like whatever it is that you need to feel not anxious. I feel a lot of guys have a hard time accepting that. Or even admitting it. Yeah. Like I've never had like a phone call from a guy saying to me, I'm anxious, help. Yeah. But from a girl, I've had it many times. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot of guy friends. 100%. And I feel that when they're down, they disappear. They disappear or if they do share like themselves vulnerably and like share their emotions, um, instantly they feel like they're being weak and, you know, um, like not manly and like it's not masculine to share your feelings or like be vulnerable. But it's like that is the most beautiful part of men when they can express themselves that way and like know how to control their emotions, of course, but like sharing vulnerably, like oh my God, there's, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm a girl and I'm scared to share vulnerably because I have shame and guilt. Exactly. I can see how like that it would be 
men would think it would be demasculating. Yeah, emasculating. Yeah, for sure. But I think we're also having more conversations about that. And like, the more that men can open up and feel safe in spaces to express themselves, then, you know, hopefully they will more as well, because we need more men like that. And I think that's why I have so many guy friends. Yes. Because I'm able to discuss with them what they can't discuss with their other male guy friends. friends. Yeah. Right. 100%. And so, yeah, it's, it's a necessary thing. You cannot hold everything in and be okay. No. And I think that in relationships, you need that bond. A million percent. To be able to have like a relationship work, you need to be able to tell them fully how you feel. And that person should want to help you. And provide a safe space for you to land no matter how you're feeling and like not feel like the other person's going to run or like be scared of it or be annoyed that you're down, you know, like there has to be safety. And I mean, the world has changed. Yes. Because you do see like a lot of men be really scared about sex, you know, like you don't want to do it. Like we don't, we don't have to like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because of like the whole, but the whole me too. Movement. Yeah. But it used to not be like that at all. Like it used to be okay to be pressured into sex. Totally. totally. Like you would learn that. And in, now it's gone the opposite that in way. School. You would totally. be like, you're going to get pressured into sex. Right. Right. Like be able to say no. And now men are like the opposite. The opposite. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully in the future, maybe this could be turned around too, where it could be the norm for men to talk about their feelings with yes. their bros. Yes. Nothing is off the table in the future. It's because it's what we're doing now with it. Yeah. And, right? We're having conversations about it. And I feel that that Y or whatever, K, whatever, that when you're 20 right now, I feel that, what is it? Generation Y. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel that they're okay talking about their feelings. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. Yes. And so that will... But it's also like, that's how countries evolve, right? Like, we also have to remember the karma of Canada and the karma of what its people has been through. So as, as a country, we're also karmically not there yet. You know what I mean? There's so many things at play that we like honestly forget about. I mean, most of the time we forget a lot of really Oh totally. You always right? forget about country having karma. We forget about our own karma. Yeah, yeah. Like you know gotta, it's, yeah. Like we were saying yesterday, sometimes as humans we're not uh we're not always in our we're not always our best selves, you know? But um we're trying. Yeah. And you were saying yesterday that, um, and other people, we had a a circle, uh, a cacao circle, and um, we were talking about structure and how structure really helped. Yes. Like having some sort of like wanting to change and having structure to make that change possible. Yep. Like the routines. The routine that we set in place, like, like I feel so good when I do a thirty-minute workout. Oh my god! Like for me, like yeah, that's what I was saying. Like I have some non-negotiables for myself because 
I know that if I don't do them, I'm not going to feel good about myself anymore. Oh, totally. And it spirals into other things. Totally. Right? Totally. And yeah. And I even put that into my phone where I was, I just got a a fitness, what do you call it? A personal trainer? Yeah. And my phone asked me when I put it into the calendar if it was home or if it was work. And I decided to make work my unnegotiables. Yeah, your non-negotiables. So like just like work where you have to show up or you're fired. Yes. Like my exercises are my non-negotiables. It's my non-negotiable as well. Yeah. And then like my meditation is a non-negotiable because I'm a better person if I meditate for myself. First of all, I feel better. And I know I show up in the world better if I if I do that too. It's it's the same feeling. Meditation's the same feeling as cold plunging, where you feel like you're taking a hot red iron out of the fire and literally putting it into water. And it's like shh. And the nervous system just goes, ah. I've never heard it put that way, but yeah, I I guess. That's the tingling. It's the ting. It's the right? tingle- It's the tingling. And today, Renee was saying when we went cold plunging today that um, it's not good to take a hot shower after you plunge. And I feel I feel like a lot of us do that. And I didn't know. I didn't know that because. And you want you want it, your body to learn how to self regulate. Yeah, and also. Um, and I feel that we should say, like, it's okay to say that plunging helps you lose weight. Yeah. Because of, what was it? Well, cold plunging, it it literally, like, activates your metabolism to, to work at a higher rate. So yeah. you are more hungry when you cold plunge every day, which is activating your metabolism, which in turn can help with weight loss if that's something that you're looking for. I, think, I don't think it's it's not a good thing to go into it just for weight loss, but it can be one of the side effects. Yeah. And I feel that as a girl who gains weight quite easily and loses weight quite easily, like right. I, I fluctuate from like 20 pounds up and 20 pounds less right. like on like I can do this like in three weeks. Like I can be super, super skinny. Yeah. And then afterwards, I have like a big, a big belly. Right. Like- so I feel that like, I don't know, like, I feel like it's okay to know your weight, like for some reason. And like, it's okay to say, I want to lose weight. Totally. Like, that's going to make me confident. I feel like a lot of people now, like, they're like, no, don't go on a scale. Like it's how you feel. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to feel great when I lose those 20 pounds. 100%. And you know what? That's also different for everybody too. I have no clue how much I weigh. I don't need to know. I go off of how I feel. But it's also very important for me to feel strong. I'm not about like, I don't want to be skinny. I want to be strong. So, you know, back in my 20s, I was more about like, I want to feel skinny, you know? Yeah. Now I'm like, I don't need to feel skinny. I want to feel strong. So however that feels in my body, I go off of how I feel. But for some people, they want to lose 20 pounds. Everybody's in a different place. Yeah. So yeah, it's like there's no there's nothing wrong with with wanting to lose weight either. No. And no. it's right. You we've the, I, the conversation around it is so sensitive because like body weight and body issues are such a sensitive thing. Everyone's so scared to talk about it. Yeah. Which I am going to talk about on a specific podcast just about body image cuz I mean, 
yeah, there's a lot there for every woman in particular, but also for every man too. So there's a lot of body, body things that we can discuss. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just wanted to say that it's okay to be able to say I step on a scale. Hundred percent. Like for I, some people, I that shouldn't. Is, I shouldn't feel bad. About absolutely it. not. I shouldn't feel bad about it. You know. No, because what works for you doesn't work for somebody else. Totally. There's no one to say that that's right and that's wrong. It's the same things with a lot of things. And I like stuff to be measurable. Yeah. And that's for your that, personality. For my personality, that's what you need. I like to. Uh, yeah. You need to measure. I need to measure. And you need to see that you're improving on the scale. And I think that's why I really like when I used to do yoga like so much. Right. Like I really like to see the progression. The progression. Yes. You know? Yes, 100%. And those are some things that can like really help stabilize other things in our lives like that. So that's 100% a good one. Um, I want to talk a little bit about um this oh your art yeah okay and then we have to go because yes. i have to go pick up another piece of art that exactly reminded me about the exactly and we're at our time right now so what renee has done and it is like a dream board where you will manifest the future from having it but the thing about this is that renee is making you an intuitive board of your future self. And she knows by being psychic and being intuitive what you want. It's like she can vision it into the board. Exactly. And when you look at the board that Renee makes for you, then you're also going to be vibrating at a high frequency to be able to manifest your dreams. So exactly. So this is, this is a way to describe it. So I also, I mean, I can do readings and, um, you know, channel different information or I, you know, different visuals and I can, I can explain it to you through my words and through my, you know, experience. Um, and I can explain that to you as best that I can with my words. What this is, is a actual visualization that has been made for you based on what I, you know, the energy that I pull from the information that you give me. You have to see a picture of this. Yeah. Because it's really hard to describe it. 100%. So, like, you- so you need to go, okay, I'm going to link my Instagram below and you're going to go onto my Instagram and there's going to be a reel on there with my booty. And that's the, like, you know, it's like a picture of that and you click on that reel and that's the reel of my artwork that I've done. And so you can see what we're so talking you can see. about, because I think that by just talking, you guys have no idea well, what we're talking about. The reason why I'm bringing it up is because like we had a gathering here yesterday and it was, um, the feedback that I got from it was like so beautiful and, and everybody wants one. Everybody wants one. So, so Renee has decided that she will make them for people. Yeah. And it basically is somebody making you a vision board for your visions to come true. So but it's a piece of art. It's so beautiful. Exactly. Um, I absolutely loved making it. I am an artist. I always have been, but just making this the other day just made me realize how much more I need to make art with my hands. 
Um, and the feedback that I got from it was really beautiful. So I want to do this for people because pretty much everybody that came was like, I want to buy one. So I am going to sell them and they're intuitive for you. So I basically just start making art based on the, um, energy that I feel from you and whatever comes out is something that is so personal and unique to you. Um, and then I give it to you and it's something that you will be able to look at to provide insight into your future because I'm channeling what is coming through, through my hands. So it's just a really unique way of getting like an individual reading, um, for yourself of, um, what your future is going to look like. So it's about reading the future really through art, which I think is really cool. So I'm going to have a link for that on um, below as well. And you can um, you can click on that and we'll discuss more details. But I also have a $40 coupon right now that you can use for my birthday because I'm turning 40 on December 15th, which you're all invited to as well. So that will be available to you until December 31st. So I will try to get as many as them done before Christmas because they're a really beautiful gift to give to people as well. Oh God, I would like, can you imagine? Loved ones. Like if, if like my boyfriend gave me that as a Christmas present, oh. I mean, score. Uh, big score. Big score. Like Because how unique? Yeah. And knowing Literally that, one of a kind. And knowing that staring at it will make my dreams come true. We can end it on that. Yeah. We can end it on that. Anyways. So I have, we have to go. I so we pee. love you guys. I got a pee too. Thank you for being on, Alex. You're welcome, and I, had, I, and I won't listen to this. So, that's okay. Because you don't I, have to. I already feel like... I know, you feel vulnerable. I already feel vulnerable about even, like, sharing about medication. I know. Like, I feel like somebody's going to, like, come on to, like, my Instagram and be like, no, you shouldn't be on drugs. Oh, my God. No, the you know what's going to happen is the opposite, is that we're going to get people reaching out saying, thank you for sharing and being vulnerable about these conversations because, you know... It's like sometimes we don't discuss things with other people, but it's something that's pretty big on your mind. So I think that's what's going to happen. So we're just going to put that out there. And thank you guys for being here. We love you. Um, I would love it if you could leave a comment or, like I said, reach out to reach out on Instagram or any other. I've got my email down there. Please leave a rating if you could. Um, that really helps me as well. And come to my Instagram at... Um... At H-I-P-P-T-R-I-P-T-R-A-V-E-L. Hip, hip trip travel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On Instagram. But I'll link you below too. Oh yeah. Okay. I forget about that. I'll link you below too. So I'll leave I'll leave Alex's Instagram. Um, you will always see mine there. And you, there's also a link to book with me on the services that I offer. So check that out as well because I have a $40 coupon until December 31st. So um Thank you, everybody, and we love you, and uh, we will chat soon. And I love you, Alex, and thanks for coming on. Bye.